Welcome to the first weekend edition of Getting Through This. I'm Tom Saunders. And I'm Scott Blakeman. And yes, we're working on Saturday and Sunday because our plan is to be here for you, podcasting seven days a week until the end of the pandemic uh, or until one of us accidentally drops our iPhone in the toilet, which I have to say I do worry about. I do worry about it. I, I, I don't even take the iPhone into the bathroom anymore because of that. You, the reason... The, the reason now being that you can't get anything repaired uh, at all. Um, and, um, but, but we're here for you. We're here. This is the type of thing we, we're experiencing along with you. And um, the other thing that we're experiencing is uh, the end of the weekend as we know it. People are cooped up in their house. Uh, and if you can't work anyway, there's no weekend. So do we, create fake weekends? Do we have bagels on Saturdays only, for example, just to remind ourselves that it is Saturday? I think that's probably important because I think everybody's saying like, what, what day is it? And I choose to still honor uh, the weekend. And frankly, you know, for both of us uh, in our, you know, performing and writing careers in comedy, uh, the weekend always was sort of out of sync with the rest of the world because comedians, the big night to perform, as, as in the movie, Mr. Saturday Night it was Saturday night or Friday, Saturday. And, you know, uh, and, you know, writing, you would write all, all different times. So in some ways, once again, it's not all that different, but uh, except, um, well, and I still get the New York Times uh, delivered. And today, Saturday, uh, you get the weekend edition a day early, which was always so exciting and still is because, uh you know, you get all these sections that really aren't about the news. And um, so for me, that that at least keeps it uh, on a weekend thing. It cheers you up and, and reminds you that there's a weekend. The only thing about that in, in these uh, harrowing times is that um, the, uh, I now have to say, I think people are being pushed into digital versions of newspapers because I find I, and, I, and I was one of the last holdouts of of you know paper newspapers you know that you go out and you pick up and they smell like newspaper and you turn the pages and and that i enjoy reading that way because that's what i grew up but now i look at my uh i, I look at the wall street journal lying on my uh driveway and think that could have it you know that could i i, I shouldn't touch that well yeah that's uh, one extra anxiety we have, although, you know, I, I do love to read the articles where they say, you know, uh, the, the chance of something like that is, is so low. I mean, for me, I, I do have to change my habits. I used to get the New York Times and lick the front page. Not not the whole thing, but, you know, it was just sort of a way to, you know, it was a habit. But uh, I don't do that anymore. And I don't recommend any of our listeners do no, that. No, no. Those days are over. Yeah. The days where you could just... Uh, yeah just kiss it and lick it yeah and, uh, like a newspaper yeah. just because just because and by the way newspapers used to be thought to be very sanitary very sterile and that when women for example were having and in those days it was women who had, who uh, got pregnant and had babies uh, <laughs> that, that uh, seems like a long time ago that was a long yeah, time ago yeah. and and uh but they would get pregnant and, you know and they couldn't go to the hospital and, and the doctor would come to the home and say, get, get me some fresh newspaper, right? And, and that, that was this thing that was, you know, you'd put it under the 
woman or something like that, the pregnant woman. And this, I don't know how it, it, it worked. Now I look at that, that little piece, you know, that hunk of paper just lying there and think it's um, creepy almost. And I'm, I'm going to switch to digital. Which is creepier, and... I guess, the actual news or touching the news, I guess. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, but actually for myself. You're right. Like, I mean, yeah. literally touching the paper is creepy and then you open it up and the, and the actual news is horrifying. Yeah. But again, it, it's yeah. not a fun experience. Well, and again, of course, our mission is to always speak the truth, but also how can people be less anxious? So the way I'm approaching it is, you know, they usually put it in the blue plastic New York Times bag. And so what I do is I bring it in, take it out of the bag, uh, and then I wash my hands uh, after that. But then once I read the paper, I really, uh, you know, I think at a certain point, you know, you just can't think about that because, you know, let's, I was thinking about this today. Every day during normal times, there's risks and there's things and you have to take, so it wasn't like in pre this, you could just do whatever you want and everything. And then, you know, so there were things you would do and there were always were uh, risks, but, uh, you know, it really doesn't seem like that's something we should worry about. I mean, the risk. Uh, you mean what? What seems like something we should worry about? Well, not. Uh, I don't think we, when it comes to getting the newspaper, I think really it's again find those articles where they say. I mean, literally, you would have to, if, or packages along the same lines. Someone would have to like sneeze on it, who had the disease, and you touch it immediately. So there's all these things that just. I think we need to. What's the word? Sort of prioritize our anxiety, you know, and go all right, this we definitely shouldn't do and this we should stay away from and staying home is great and doing all that and wash your hands a lot. But reading the newspaper, uh, again, not licking the newspaper, which uh, I'm, I'm resigned to the fact I can't do that anymore, but uh, I think I can read it and, and not eat it either. And that's, again, I've never done that, you know, and I don't, wouldn't start. No, you know. no. I chewed on a paper, on a small piece of paper, I think seven times in my life. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Can you imagine if I counted that? Seven times I've chewed on a piece of And paper. one of them was for a role on a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I was thinking about, like, when I was writing in, uh, on some shows, uh, some sitcoms, it would be seven days a week. It, there would be no weekend. And that was the weirdest job I ever had. It, 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 it makes you, it turns the, all, all of the writers and producers into sort of like a cult. We feel like we're on a submarine. It's a very, uh, and you're trying to be funny, but you're, there's no weekends. You're just at work seven days a week and sometimes 12 or 16 hours a day. So it, 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 that's the other side of, of the no weekend equation where you, uh, you're working all the time. Now it's, it's like every day is a weekend. So we kind of wish we had the New York Times Sunday edition every day. But as it is, we're consuming so much news. Uh, I know everybody is consuming more news, and I'm pushing it to the limit. So, yeah, there's no weekends as far as the news goes. You're, you're, you're yeah. right? Well, also, um, you know, you have uh, your lovely cat, Oliver, and I, uh, uh, my sister and brother-in-law who live upstairs to me have a uh, handsome. And thank God for our cats and dogs and other pets and uh but the thing is with cats every day is a weekend and for dogs every yeah. day is a weekend they don't 
you know, Monday through Friday, they're not like, all right, cut, cut that petting stuff out or like, you know, got some <laughs> chores to do. And you know, with Saturday, Sunday, well, then we'll really kick back. But, uh, you know, and right. And they're right. always want to play and be happy. And, and we should learn and so much from them because and they're so happy, of course, that you're around all the time. Uh, and um, so, yeah, you know. I mean, that that is absolutely true um, that my cat is enjoying the pandemic uh, far more than I am. Yeah. And and uh, uh, and yeah, every day I think that what happens for cats or pets, dogs and cats, is that they do ex must experience a weekend. Um, the question is whether they know it or not. Um, as far as their life is concerned, yeah, they're not going to work during the week, but they're sort of hanging around waiting for us to be come home. Right. But during the weekend, we're home. Right. So now every day really is like a weekend for for Oliver the cat, and every day, and Oliver's having a great time, and he's getting lots of attention and lots of cuddling and playing, and definitely feeding, of course, and um. And and I, I I think I do sort of identify with Oliver. I look at him sleeping and and being yeah. very uh, calm, and it makes me feel calm. It makes me feel better. So Oliver and Oliver really is is why I came back to to L.A. Um, yeah, we could I tell did. that story. I mean, really, that we're, we're here in, in New York uh, right before everything started really coming down, and and you uh, knew you had to get back, and weren't sure that you were going to be able to get back so yeah um but and then there's anxiety about it i guess too that when you you're in charge i mean anytime you're an owner of a pet and it's just you uh you know you you need to be there for them and uh but there are should i get a mask for my cat well i mean those are yeah those are, you know well that's a big question um, is there cat accounts with cats with masks but i would have to say that cats would hate the mask and would immediately yeah. Be very unhappy. The short answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> the cat will not wear a mask. No, no. And they would, but, even the thought of it, they would be huffy about, you know. Right, right. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I'm not crazy about wearing a mask either. Uh, it, it just, you know, I, I think a lot of people are, are having to get used to it. I can't even imagine wearing it all day long, you know, as the, the people in hospitals do. Um, it's masks are, but masks, and also I'm just surprised. I think that that's just seems like just the perfect thing for people to do is sew masks. It makes you feel like you're doing something. And, yeah. but I, and I expect to see sewn masks everywhere, you know, with funny mouths and things like that. I, I'm not seeing it yet, but I predicted it. I've now. seen, yeah, I've seen a few and I'm sure that would be next. And then think about masks is that there are different schools that thought it for the longest time they were saying, no, because first of all, the medical professionals need the N95s, but even the cloth ones, it's actually more to protect uh, other people from you, you know, but that's what they say. Yeah, but, but that sort of doesn't make sense either, because why wouldn't it go the other way? Uh, protect you. Well, I guess because you're another people. person. <laughs> too. So we're both. We're the other person. Yeah. And they're the other person, so yeah. But but well, that is that, and 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 also though, doesn't it? I mean, I get that it would it would protect other people. I guess the idea is that if you get uh, if you get COVID nineteen on any part of you, 
you, you know, that's a real problem, right? If it goes to your face or something like that. Ugh. Well, and the masks keep people from sneezing or, or, you know, when I guess when they talk now, when they breathe, when you breathe, you, if you're carrying the virus, it can just stay in the air. So the they, masks do protect against that. Yeah, and, not so much. Yeah, so if everyone I guess has otherwise, them, so, yeah. otherwise we would need, as far as be protecting us against other people, you'd need a hazmat suit, right? Right. You uh, need a complete, complete head to toe covering. Yeah, which Is isn't that, great for jogging, but, but yeah, but, and, you no. know, and I think, and then there's also people say, and I think it's healthy to breathe in fresh air too, because that's important. So I think if I went inside a place, I would wear a mask, but I think for walking, and also sometimes people get a false sense of security. Oh, they had a mask, they do whatever they want. But I, so I think it's really up to people. But once again, the, the leadership from the Trump administration, you know, they're announcing it and Trump goes, but I'm not going to wear it. You know, so. Right. Uh, and he was saying right. it looks bad. And, when sort of you can to... or you can't, you can decide. Yeah. Like, so he's essentially undercutting his, um, you know, the about the advice of his uh, medical advisors. And, and we, we all see this right. Playing out in real time. I'm worried about Jer that Kushner, you know, uh, guy, I think a lot of people are really worried about him. Um, I'd like to see him with a mask. His his mouth is such a sneer. You yeah. know, uh, uh, there's a lot of people on, on Trump's um, in Trump's what is it called cabinet? His you know his people. Yeah. Who um, I think would look much better if they had a mask covering their 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 grim expression. Yeah, especially Jared Kushner. If he was cast as a villain, you would say, oh, he's too villainous. No one would ever be yeah, that way. Yeah, that's uh, more Saturday morning cartoon villainy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, you're right. I mean, it, 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 he's uh, but uh, it, but that sneer on his face. And Mnuchin is the other person. I would put a mask on him. Yeah. <laughs> you watch him. He just stares with that weird sneer. But uh, um, Kushner's sneer is worse. Yeah. So they should be mandatory masks for them. Mask for wearers for that. They would. It would help them. It would help their image. They're, they're yeah. terrible looking people. Not yeah. just their faces. It's their expression. Their look of utter. Uh, it's just creepiness. Yeah. There's a creepiness about that that Kushner's sneer. I, I don't know if uh, you agree. Well, with Well, you're that. giving great advice because not that we, you know, but they are terrible people and offering terrible advice. So you're actually helping them by covering that with a mask. They might have more sympathy. But but the fact that Jared but, and, and by the way, encourage people to wear masks as opposed to say we're not going to wear masks, but you, we think you maybe you should. Yeah. You know, uh, after telling us that we shouldn't because we wouldn't know how to wear them right. And we, uh, yeah, and, and, well, that's and, what I worry uh, about. You know, oh, if I didn't wear right and then this and this, it's worse. But uh, the bottom line is, you know, I hope that people don't take this to go run out and, and you know, get N95s because there's not enough. Where would you get them, Scotty? I don't yeah. I, 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 I don't think there's too much worry about average people getting N95 masks. Unless they, they know just... a hoarder in the neighborhood uh, or somebody yeah. who bought a lot. And, and... Do, do you know a hoarder in the neighborhood? Uh, not in the neighborhood, no. I Yeah, I know a hoarder not in the neighborhood, too. Yeah, I'm not traveling who... to other neighborhoods. Uh, no, turn them exactly. in in another neighborhood. But uh, no, there are people, and there's an encouraging story, which we always look for, somebody who did have tons of masks, and they, uh, using, I think, some, uh, the FBI came in and 
took them and now distributed them to hospitals. So that's a, a great story. But no, again, it's the balance. You know, even though it is a weekend, it would be nice if we had that weekend mentality. Like, oh, it's a weekend, but we still have anxiety every day. And what our running theme for this show will always be is how do we balance that? How do we know what's going on, but still not have it rule us and with anxiety all the time? How can we be more like our cats? Like, as you were saying before, and find newer positions to sleep in and <laughs> I do find that I want to sleep a lot. I mean, I find that I want if uh, for a while I was watching the news just compulsively every hour, every, you know, for uh, and just would just keep watching because it, it's it's riveting and there's new stuff happening all the time. And it's incredibly important and it's historical. And it's how do you not watch the news? Uh, I can see why people would be too afraid to watch it, but I, I'm just not one of those people. I'm the, I, I feel I'm too afraid not to watch it. Yeah, I'm well, I, yeah. miss out on something. All right. Well, I did actually means... um, do that yesterday because I, I know you've been watching all the time and I haven't, but I did watch a little of CNN yesterday. And, and I actually, uh, I, I think I'm just going to stick with, I know this puts me in a high, high, high uh, age demographic, but the 630, uh, Evening news with Lester Holt. No, we like high, high age demographics. That's true. That's just who we, we revere them. That's is, true. That is that's, true. That without that's post. That's pre-virus uh, thinking. That, that's true. No, that, we're proud to be in that. And yeah, uh, no, no, no. That's great. So, so you watch this. I, you yeah. watch the local news with. Well, uh, well not the know. local. Uh, I do watch the evening oh, with Lester, who's in his apartment on, the, on Lower Manhattan. Right. But you would never know. I watch watching. that too. I, yeah, I'm watching that too, actually. And and but. Um, the local news is is very uh, interesting too now. Well, I mean, no, it is it, stepping up absolutely, and they're there and they're still working. Well, and... also it, it matters to us, right? Yeah, it matters. It very much matters. This is it's interesting because this problem is is a world problem. It's such an understatement. The the, the pandemic is a world issue, but it's also a very local issue too, and it's a very personal issue. I wonder how am I going to be if I get this, right? Yeah. How will I feed the cat and, and, and all that sort of thing? Take care of the, you know, myself, you know, and how do I avoid going to the hospital? It's very personal. So you wind up, as I was saying, like I crawl into bed and watch the news. And now I, 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 I and, and so in a way that feels kind of weekend to me weekendish to me yeah well and also uh and it feels yeah. good i like being i prefer to just be under the covers and and um somehow i feel safer yeah well and 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 also uh, i want to stress too that uh um this is a saturday and i so one concession of the weekend we're not wearing our usual suit and tie doing this podcast <laughs> i think that's we should say i'm, I'm very i'm wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants so you know boy oh my god don't catch me on tuesday wearing this and i'll get no. in trouble oh god but, you know so we no, are you're a pundit so you yeah. always wear a suit and oh yeah tie. well on top i always the have best. the jacket and tie and then the bottom yeah, the jacket and tie yeah whether you have a suit you, 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 pundits don't have to have you know matching pants because no. you never see the pants never see them uh, and uh i mean when i would have scotty to, yeah. i just want to remind yeah. the audience uh, or or just inform the audience uh that uh, you are a an actual practicing pundit, and and and, and uh, one of the um, I, I think one of the front line uh, in the, in the battle of ideas 
the pundits that appear on conservative networks who are liberals, you know, who are championing yeah. the liberal ideas, but they're in the face of a, of a panel of five harsh uh, reactionary conservatives. You guys are the real heroes, Scotty. Well, I would put, put me, the medical press was first and me maybe 23rd, but certainly in the top 50 uh, heroes <laughs> uh, of people who wear makeup. I would say that, yeah, yeah. Right. but uh, and not always make, but no, because I go back to 2009. I was on Fox News as a liberal and on this series, go a web series, FoxNewsLive.com, and also Fox and Friends. I was on. In fact, once I was on on a Saturday at 6:20 in the morning, and the other guy ready to go up in the elevator with me was kind of schlumpy, and he said, "Yeah, I haven't, I haven't even gone to bed yet." And he introduced myself, and he said, "Hi, I'm Michael Cohen." So uh, that's oh my then, goodness! Uh, that was in such a and thinking back to my true Cohen, story, true story, and what a different time that was. But uh, but it, no, I have to say I've been in situations, yeah, where I was outnumbered by like five conservatives. Many of them would later be in Trump's cabinet, actually, because that's where he gets his people. Uh, but right now, I'm actually um, doing it every Tuesday, usually uh, 9:05 a.m. and 10:05 a.m. Eastern on Newsmax, and it is a conservative channel, but the the anchor uh, and all the people who work there are very nice to me, and and they let me. Well, do whatever I, I always want. wonder, like, uh, do, do, do I always assume people have to be really nice to Juan Williams over at Fox News because yeah. he gets so hammered sometimes, just really hammered. Well, I, uh, I admire him, and and somebody who we knew, the late Alan Combs, who uh, to me really was just the epitome of someone who was so great as a first was a liberal radio broadcaster never got his due i don't think and also to work with hannity for how many 12 years or whatever it was must have been such an incredible experience in that he thrived in that and it always bothered me when other liberals would poke fun at him and you know the system was rigged against alan but he really rose to the occasion as much as he could and certainly on the radio he was really one of the best but um but anyway it's fun doing it and people are nice all that is the thing people are nice and all the positions there. And, and it's very cathartic talking about getting rid of anxiety. I get to go on these shows and say what I really feel. And it feels good. And, and, and usually I get one tweet from somebody, you know, just not very nice, but, but I feel maybe there's one person who might be listening, who I might change the mind, but the bottom line is it makes me feel good having the chance to say it. Listen, uh, if you doing... change, well, if the bottom line is it makes you feel good, then why not just stay home? and feel good. And that's what I'm doing. Like, I do it from my bedroom, which is kind of <laughs> oh, funny. Yeah, I, I wake up and I put a jacket and tie on and I move through. But I always through think like, when people feel good, wind up feeling good, then I, then I think, why don't you just, why do you have to do something like that to make yourself, isn't there a way of making yourself feel good without actually having to do that? Oh, I'm but, not saying that's uh, the only way to make feel good. Then there'd be a lot of <laughs> I know, people I know. didn't well, feel I, good. Uh, <laughs> but but I, I think that, but I, I think that, uh, another way to look at this for you, because you're a pundit, uh, a liberal pundit on conservative uh, TV, cable, t- you know, cable news shows, is that, um, yeah, you're the, you, you really matter more than the pundits in the, uh, you know, sort of echo chamber of liberal TV, right? Because you are, a- you actually might possibly change somebody's mind to and, and bring them over to your side to or what we might say our side although i'm very independent and increasingly so um well except in this case you know i was say like well we're we really having a debate about the pandemic i mean but in the beginning 
Uh, there was certainly uh, from the person I would debate. There was it's just the flu. It's sort of the lines like it's a hoax. We're you know going out really. Of so they I were have, saying that. Well, the, the other other person I was debating was sort of, and I think his tune changed gradually as it went along. And now the person I debate is very nice and articulate and reasonable. And and as it should be, there really shouldn't be, you know, the heated debate about this. It should be obvious. You know, you want to protect our medical professionals. You want to do testing. You want to do whatever you can and you want to help and not be adversarial with the governors. You want to save lives. That should be something we all right. agree on. Well, the fact well, that people don't, it shows so. where we're at as a country. I mean, but but that's, that's also... Uh, some people would say that's exactly what our country is. It's a place where people have divergent ideas. And, and, and it seems like the, right now the great debate is, should we get back to work or should we care about the people who are getting sick and the hospitals that are getting overrun? And, or can we do both, right? But we have to get back to work. Th- that, I think, th- that's currently, that's the big uh debate with some people really you know uh taking the side and and they tend to be on fox news of you know we really have to get this economy back working yeah i'm sorry about all the the people who are dying and that's a bad thing and we need to address that but really we we have to get this country back to work my i believe those people are going to look ridiculous because they're uh, uh, the country uh they're going to try to do that and it's going to be a disaster and it's and, and, and it's going to set the to... economy back even more. No, the reason why the, the virus is the reason why the economy is in trouble. So the only way right. to make the economy better is to contain and control the virus. And starting right. it up any sooner is only going to delay when the economy will come back. And, uh, you know, you do. But you do have these people I was reading in The New Yorker about this. You know, we always talk about how and we'll be talking about this many times is maybe one of the things that has come out lately is that just because you went to a good school or your teacher at a good school or something doesn't mean you make any sense. And there's a professor of law at NYU who apparently the Trump administration listens to. And he just, based on nothing, he has these theories that we're overreacting and the models show that less people would die. And then he, uh, based on, you know, he doesn't have any expertise, but they, they listen to him. So there are, everybody does have an opinion, but frankly, at this point, you know, when Trump did say April 12th would be the day to come back, Nobody agreed with it, really. And it was very clear that he was the crazy outlier. And 90 percent of the country, I think, feels that we need to stay home and wait until it's, it's under control. So, uh, you know, there's always the crazy people out there and there's fringe people who think the whole thing is made up and whatever it is. But I think it's comforting. And, and again, we always try to steer it, especially towards the last few minutes of the podcast to comforting things that most Americans, Republican, Democrat, whatever, uh, really think we need to stay at home, do everything we can. And we have the luxury of staying at home, but, you know, though, but stay at home until it starts bringing the numbers down. And that's what it should do. Listen, uh, uh, here's, here's my plus positive take on this, right? Uh, There, there, um, there are disasters where you, everybody has to leave their home. Right. Yeah. You, you have to it, 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 there's an invasion or a, or a tidal wave, you know, a, a, a tsunami or something like that, a hurricane. And 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 you have to grab your things and then go and run and, and, and go away and find a new place to live somehow and and, and not have any, you know, not have any home. I don't like the, those disasters. 
I'm not as good at. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, 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 I prefer the ones where you're just where I'm sitting like I'm doing, like I've been doing <laughs> for the last couple of years. I'm just yeah. sitting here in my home and, yeah. and ordering stuff and washing boxes <laughs> off occasionally. Uh, uh, I, I like the. I, I do prefer this to the to oh. the one you know where where you're. There's this long line of of people carrying carrying everything they own that's that they can wrap in a sheet on top of their heads you know that kind of thing yeah no that would be terrifying and this is and, you know, and, yeah. and that's that's what you usually think of when you think of great huge disasters right right now if you were saying that if wars the and stuff right now if the choice was everybody fleeing their home carrying everything on their head or starting the economy up again you know that <laughs> that's a different kind of a choice but this is just stay home get stuff to eat uh, and I'd be thankful that we have people who who, who can't stay home, who are sacrificing yep. everything right. that serve us, essentially, medical yeah. professionals, grocery delivery, caregivers, all that stuff. Uh, so tip them well. Yes, absolutely. And I, I do. And and uh, and, you know, and again, I'm looking out the window here in Brooklyn, New York, and you're looking out the window in L.A. at the ocean. And uh, so that's all still there. And, uh, you know, so yeah. I think that, and one thing, again, as a plus positive um you know, used to be in the old days, three three weeks ago, uh, that on a weekend, you know, and maybe people don't say this as much anymore because they're not, they don't have landlines. But I remember like on Sundays, like the phone ring and you'd say, who's calling on a Sunday? It was always like, <laughs> you know, and like, what are they? What are they? A nut, you know? Uh, so now, uh, really what sort of a person would be so rude. Yeah. I mean, deranged, literally. And, deranged. Uh, you know calling on a Sunday. So now uh, we welcome it. And, and also we take more calls now and, and respond to yeah. more texts and things, yep. you know, except ones that clearly are virus with some video you don't want to open. But, um, right. you know, so that, you know, that is bringing us more together. And uh, so the good thing is, Tommy, again, as we draw to a close for this Saturday edition, this historic, mm -hmm. I think, edition yeah. hopefully and i know you this will go in the museum of broadcasting oh sure. absolutely and 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 tomorrow's sunday but i hope that and i think this will spur change in the world and all podcasts worldwide will go to the weekend also so i know some of the podcasts are going oh great we got to work that much harder but i think yeah yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're, <laughs> that's right sorry folks you know you snooze on weekends yeah yeah so uh, but we wish everybody a a happy Saturday, a happy uh, weekend, and try to find yeah. one weekend thing that you used to do that you still can do, whether it's reading the paper or uh, ordering in a bagel or something, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, and, Great advice. Yes, and uh, and enjoy your pets, because uh, yeah. so, it's always a weekend uh, for them, and they're extra happy. They certainly are, and and, and I envy them. I yes, truly uh, envy my cat. Yeah. I am. Uh, I continue to be Tom Saunders, and I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. And we're getting through this.